In this crazy world of e-commerce, there are a lot of options. We have a lot of ways that we can expand our sales, grow our sales, expand to even different regions and marketplaces. And we have to start deciphering which one of those are the lowest hanging fruit, which ones we need to focus on and that we should learn and we should start using and instituting in our businesses. In this episode, we are talking specifically about walmart.com. It's going to be a good episode. Listen to the end. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan. And in every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock, in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the AMPM Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Jordan, and I am not in my normal studio. I'm coming live from Irvine, California, in the headquarters of Helium 10, the software company that uh, owns AMPM and thankfully lets me be the host of. And I'm spending some time here this week specifically with my guest, Carrie Miller, who is uh, going to be talking with me today and to all of us today, sharing some of her experience. And while we're here, I said, Man, it'd be cool if we could do an episode in the uh, in the office and what used to be Bradley's primary podcast studio, right, for the SSP podcast. And it's interesting because I think this is the first ever AMPM podcast that I've recorded live with another person. And wow. I don't know if that is due to well, I'm sure it's due to a couple of things. One is COVID, you know, with when I took over AMPM, it was right at like the the dawn of COVID and we had to separate, but also Primarily, I'm speaking with people that are not with me physically, right? I I live in Alabama, and there's not a lot of e-com experts in North Alabama. I found out there's a few, but there's not a ton. So I think it was a kind of a, a result of a couple different things between COVID and distance. So it's fun. It's going to be nice to be able to do this, and we're going to alternate where I'm looking. Carrie, we're going to have to practice addressing the camera and addressing uh, addressing each, each other. other, but I think <laughs> I think we've got our microphone set up. I think we're good to go. For those of you that are listening in, remember that all of these episodes are on YouTube. So if you ever get a wild hair and just want to get on YouTube and watch the video format, you can definitely do that. Otherwise, if you're on YouTube, you can also check this podcast out on Spotify, iTunes, the Google Podcast Store, pod, basically any podcast podcast platform, right? So Carrie, welcome to the episode. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So we know as we kind of dabble in this e-com space, and you've been in it a while too, that there are a million things trying to gather our attention. Just today I was flipping through Facebook and there are 800 ads for different software companies or different opportunities. There are a million different experts saying different things and different opportunities. Even outside of the e-commerce world, just the entrepreneurial world, there's all of this stuff that we should be doing. Are we investing in crypto? Are we trying to figure out how to flip houses in the real estate market? Or should we buy houses and lease them to Airbnb? A million different things. But when we look specifically at the e-commerce kind of ecosystem or e-commerce atmosphere, there's been a really, really interesting rise of Walmart.com, right? Yeah. So before we get too much into that, and that being one of your expertise, tell me, Kind of your history in e-commerce. How'd you get into this? And maybe spend the next five minutes kind of telling us how Carrie Miller came to be sitting in the podcast studio at Helium 10. Okay, yeah. Well, my name's Carrie, and I've been with Helium 10 for just a few months now, actually. But um, I actually started my e-commerce journey in 2015, 2016. 
And my dad and I actually kind of um, took over a skateboard company. Basically, it was kind of failing. And um, we were able to dig it out of a hole and uh, reestablish relationships with a lot of vendors. You know, there's wheel companies that are really cool and trucks and all that kind of stuff. So we were able to lift it up. But um, one of the things that was really lacking was Amazon. We were on Vendor Central. And so I decided like, hey, maybe I should learn how to do this uh, because $200 a month is what we were selling then. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, because I was in sales before. So I was like, I, I bet I could figure this out. And let me just stop <clears> you for a second. Vendor Central, for those of you that are listening, is the, the way to sell wholesale to Amazon. So this would be like traditional brick and mortar, right? If Amazon said, hey, we want to resell your product, send us a pallet, we'll pay you for it. That's Vendor Central. But you have no control over your listings. Like it's it's kind of going away and Amazon seems to be focusing on 3PO. But anyways, so you were selling Vendor Central 1P. Yeah. And it was a really big headache, honestly. Yeah, 1P, they kept on trying to negotiate negotiate our um, prices way, way down, like constant calls of, hey, we want to offer you r- ridiculously low prices for your inventory. So anyway, I started learning more about Seller Central. I flipped all of our listings over to Seller Central, learned how to optimize listings and get them going. And they did actually really well. So then I started offering my services to other companies for about two years. I was a freelancer and I worked with single sellers that, you know, were just getting started. I worked with agencies and I worked with multi-million dollar sellers that maybe were selling two or more million dollars worth in product a month. So it was really quite a good experience for me to see all the different levels. Um, I learned from a lot of different people as well, because um, these people that are selling millions a month are just, they were super smart and I learned a lot from them. And uh, I was able to just continue to use the knowledge that I had to help continue to expand our business. So we've actually expanded into other categories and we're just still, we're still going and um, we're actually creating a new brand right now. We're developing some new products that we see some great opportunities for. So, I mean, that's really exciting for me is there's always an opportunity in e-commerce and I, we just constantly see new opportunities, which is why I'm excited to also talk about Walmart today because I get excited every time I look through the Walmart website. And uh, I know, I think you know this, Tim, that I just see opportunity everywhere. So perpetual yeah. optimist. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, it's just been really a fun journey and it's really, yeah, I've learned a ton. And the cool thing about it too, is you're always learning something new. It's always changing, keeps you on your toes. It's, it's just been great. Yeah. And then going through that experience kind of put you in a position where you got snatched up by helium 10 to come yes. on and be the kind of the chief guru slash brand. Well, not really brand ambassadors, more like a platform ambassador for walmart.com and helium 10 um, shameless plug, you know, is the largest software company that supports Amazon sellers in the world. And when they were looking at where they wanted to focus, they built a new tool suite for Walmart. It's really the first time that they took their expertise and their capabilities and developed something that wasn't for Amazon. And I remember, I don't know, a year and a half ago speaking to the leadership here and, and talking about growth potential. And it's funny because I always had Walmart on my radar and they had Walmart on their radar. And we thought, well, this is great. Like it validated to me that I'm not crazy to be thinking about Walmart. So I remember my first experience with selling on Walmart was actually in about 2015 when I attempted to sell on jet.com. So does that make sense, Carrie? Like explain to everybody why my Walmart attempt was selling on Jet. Yeah, because Jet was actually acquired by Walmart.com. So the infrastructure that they set up 
is something that Walmart wanted to acquire and um, in turn set up. And I think they've done a really great job with the back end of their whole their seller center. They've just it just keeps improving and keeps getting better. So yeah, that's that's part of the yeah that part of the history yeah, there of how Walmart got started. I actually. Years ago, we were talking to a Walmart rep to sell on Walmart as well, but it was so chaotic and jumbled back then that we were just like, this is too much of a headache. We can't do this. So um, not going from then to now, it's just night and day difference. So they definitely worked really hard over the past few years with the things they acquired from Jet.com. Yeah, it, it kind of built the back backbone. And even now, like the experience for Walmart sellers is similar to Amazon sellers. We have Seller Central on Amazon, and we have Seller Center on yes. Walmart. You log in, and it's kind of the same thing. So let's talk about what Walmart is for a second. And Walmart, obviously, we know the Walmart brick-and-mortar stores. You understand that. So when we say Walmart in this podcast, we mean Walmart.com, all right? So definitely Walmart.com is the context here. But when we think about Walmart, we have to understand what it is because there's a lot of ways to sell online. We see Big Commerce and Magento and Shopify and Amazon and eBay. And Walmart is a marketplace. Can you explain what a marketplace is by kind of short definition? In terms of an e-commerce marketplace, yep. um, it's a place where you can go actually and sell products that you develop. Uh, brands are selling there. Small sellers are selling there. It's a it's the place where everyone meets to come and compete and sell their amazing products. And that's important. You said where people meet, they have traffic, right? And we think about Walmart. One of the interesting statistics that I like is, I don't remember if this is a month old or two month old statistics, but it's close, is Walmart has about 120 million monthly visits, right? Unique. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Corrected me. Unique monthly visits where Amazon has 200 million. Well, when you think about those numbers, yeah, that's 80 million, but Walmart is more than half of the traffic that Amazon has, where Amazon has 2.5 million sellers, third-party sellers, and Walmart only has about 100,000. Yeah. So when you think about the difference in traffic versus number of sellers, there's actually a lot more traffic per seller on Walmart.com than there is on Amazon.com, which is very interesting. So to go back to the question about what is Walmart, it's it's a it's a place for there's traffic. Like traffic is key. We don't have to actually drive that. So we talked a little bit about why Walmart's important to us. Um, one is because it has that traffic and people are going there. And there's less competition. But why is there less competition? Why aren't people thronging to Walmart yet? Yeah, this is a great question. Well, there's probably the the barrier of if any of them tried to sell like I did a few years ago, where it was just kind of a headache. It, it's just gotten so much better. So maybe they still have that mentality in their in their head about the the actual platform itself. So there's like but, a perception that Walmart is a waste of time. It's yeah, not good. Yeah, and then also. Walmart is a little pickier with the brands that they choose to work with. So you actually have um, no beginning sellers on walmart.com because they have a lot of qualifications that have, you have to show your revenue. You have to show that you're an established Existing revenue. Show that you're not revenue. a newbie, that you've got some selling experience. Yeah. Um, that you've got an e-commerce site, that you have excellent customer service. They're really you know, adamant about giving people that buy on their site a – great customer service experience and um, just great products that are going to enhance their catalog. There's a lot of different factors that go into actually getting accepted to Walmart. So it's there's a barrier to entry there, which I think is actually really nice because of the quality of products and sales uh, or and quality sellers, sellers. I mean, sellers, I mean, yeah. Uh, so quality products and sellers, it's just a def definite different experience um, than, you know, just yeah. a newbie coming up there and 
um, starting to sell. So yeah, it's like a curated seller list. So uh, that degree of difficulty to get started selling on Walmart can definitely be advantage. When we're talking about why Walmart, another thing that I love to talk about is logistical capabilities. Can I rant on this for a second, Kirk? So when we think about the rise of e-commerce demand, uh, even pre-COVID, but especially during COVID, and we see the continued adoption of e-commerce, like it's not going to slow down really. You know, e-commerce is here to stay. And frankly, commerce, uh, most of you have heard me say this uh, many times before on this podcast, commerce has been done the same way for the past 3,000 years. And just in the last decade or two, it changed and it will never be the same again. Like we are the tip of the spear. We are the changing of, or we're witnessing the change of eons of history, right? Like right now. So when we think about all of this growth, we think about the headaches and the struggles that are happening right now, especially with marketplace sales. A lot of it has to do with logistics and fulfillment, right? Amazon was really smart in the way that they educated their consumers or the consumers educated all of us to expect free two-day shipping. Like it was kind of genius. And even a year or two ago, I started seeing websites like Home Depot and Lowe's saying, oh, free two-day shipping. Like they had to meet the expectations of the consumers, even if it wasn't profitable. You know, I know that the Prime program lost a lot of money trying to do this, but it is what it is. Like everybody is accustomed to that, right? So when we think about that kind of being the crutch, like that being the thing that is maybe the weak link in the chain, so to speak, because a lot of marketplace sellers weren't set up to start fulfilling themselves. They didn't have three PLs in place. They didn't have internal capabilities. They were depending on those internal uh, fulfillment centers within the marketplaces. So when we think about the company or the marketplace or the team, I would almost say that can scale that up fastest, I firmly believe it's Walmart. I've used the term 150, which represents around the number of fulfillment centers, FBA centers in the U.S. for Amazon versus like 10,500, it's a number close to that, stores, Walmart stores. So Walmart has more square footage, more employees, more trucks, more truck drivers, more loading docks, more refrigerated storage, more parking lot space uh, than Amazon's ever thought of having. So if Walmart wanted to scale up quickly in a way that would alleviate some of the kind of backlog demand of fulfillment capabilities, I think that Walmart can do it faster than anybody else by far. And then we look at some other things um, like partnerships, right? Kara, I know you and I have talked a lot about partnerships that Walmart has engaged in, which opens them up to other audiences and other capabilities. What are some of those partnerships that you feel have really demonstrated that Walmart is trying to grow? Um, well, they partnered with Helium 10 to kind of work with us. They've given Shameless us a plug. lot of, yeah, okay. they've definitely been working with us to help get the content out there and help support sellers. Um, they've also partnered with Deliver, which is a 3PL. They, they, they're they basically all over the country. And it's kind of like a quasi 3PL. It's quasi. It's, it's actually like, a 3PL. It's, it's like, like a B2C. White, yeah, it's like a white labeled Walmart fulfillment service almost. Kind of, yeah. So you, you ship your products to, you know, deliver and they distribute to all their different warehouses. Yeah. Kind of like Amazon. Yeah, in, like Amazon. In Walmart. Um, but yeah, so Deliver is a great partnership. They also partnered with Shopify so that you can just pull over your catalog really easily. Which is amazing. And there's amazing. a fulfillment capability from Shopify. Yeah. Um, They've they, got a, yeah. Well, I was going to say they just, I cannot remember that. Oh, Go Local. Mm-hmm. I just saw last week they announced a partnership with something called Go Local. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? It's where you, I think you can like pick up stuff or it's where you yeah. can have local inventory delivered to you. Oh, yeah. So instead of having to go, you know, online 
buy it online and pick it up at the store. You can buy it online and local delivery drivers will deliver it to oh. you. And I don't know if it's completely rolled out to all different places, but I even saw a partnership. Is that Uber drivers? Or? I don't know if it's Uber drivers or what. I need to dig into it. Oh, but it's super, it, it, Things are happening so fast we can't so even keep fast. up. But I even saw, I think last week, where they announced that Go Local Walmart was partnering with Home Depot. Oh, wow. So the way I think it works is like Home Depot orders all get consolidated and shipped to the local Walmarts. And then the Go Local delivery drivers deliver from there. So That's you can buy smart. on homedepot.com and it comes through Walmart system. Through Go That's local. amazing. And I, cause I know so many people who do home projects and they run out of their supplies. Yep. They'll be like, okay, go local, come get it to my house yep. now. So I think that the way that Walmart is, is working with partners, like global partners is really, really important. Another thing that Walmart seems to do well that I love is they love working in the broader or working with the broader internet, right? There's an example that I've used in some of the content that we've done with Private Label Legion where we show even some of the top listings, the top products on Amazon. Like you can go and look at men's socks and find like Hanes, whatever it is. And we can literally copy and paste the title of like the number two selling sock on Amazon, copy and paste that in the Google and the Amazon listing doesn't even show up at the top of Google search results. Like the Google shopping results will have 15 or 30 results for those socks. And half of those are Walmart listings in Google shopping. So Walmart, who we know as, I'm sorry, Amazon, who we know as massive traffic and massive sales on a keyword like men's socks, even if we kind of cheat the system and copy and paste the title, we can't even get by transferring the title to Google, the Amazon listing show up, it shows up mostly Walmart. So Walmart seems to be communicating really well with a lot of people, which is great because we know that traffic is key. And we know that as, you know, we become dependent on any marketplace for the traffic, uh, they could jack up their seller fees. They could create a very, very competitive kind of environment with their PPC. So anybody well, that's playing well with others, yeah, it's already happened in that last year <laughs> Yep, on, on Amazon. So yeah. anyone that plays well with others, I say. Like, we all play together in the same sandbox is really, really cool. So uh, I don't want to just keep, you know, overly talking about the advantages, but let's talk about some of the things that have happened in the past year that surprised you. What's one of the biggest surprises that you've seen come from Walmart? You're like, you know, good or bad, eye-opening, makes you raise an eyebrow and, and gets your attention. Um, I think surprising is just the marketplace it's itself because my perception before, you know, was that Walmart was just cheap goods from, you know, whatever. And, uh, and the, the quality wasn't what their focus was, but that's not the experience that I've had with Walmart. So I think that's been really it, just surprising that they want quality vendors. They want quality service. They want to treat their customers well. It's just, I think it's been a, a learning experience for me because I always just thought, ah, Walmart's just kind of a place where you go to get cheap stuff and they're not really concerned about this stuff, but they really are. And well, so, yeah. yeah. I think that Walmart's figured out that now that they're the number two marketplace in the U.S., like they're going to have to increase their quality from the buyer side, like the perceived buyer side. And I know, Carrie, you and I have been working a lot on, how do we say this, analyzing and breaking down what seems to work for ranking and what seems to work for conversions on Walmart and where... And of course, this episode is not bashing Amazon, folks. We're just giving comparative data. All right. We're just calling it, calling it kind of like we see it. Somewhere like Amazon that is so heavily influenced and in ranking by SEO and keywords that may be stuffed in titles and stuffed in listings. Walmart openly says, we don't really care about that. In fact, in their listing guidelines, they say, we don't do not keyword stuff. Like we yeah. want quality. Yeah. We want short to the point titles. 
that are very specific, that are high quality, that read well, so that our buyers have a better experience, which yeah. is very different than Amazon, right? Definitely. So different. Um, and then, yeah, I guess just um, the qual- the quality enhancement for products, again, that's a hu- been a huge surprise for me. Um, I've just learned about the opportunity overall in walmart.com. And that, I think, has been the most exciting thing for me. Whenever I look around on walmart.com, I see the listings that are, you know, probably lacking a little bit, but they're still selling quite a bit because, you know, Walmart does have a good reputation with a lot of people. There are definitely Walmart buyers that are loyal to Walmart. And so they're just going to buy it anyways. Um, And so there's just a lot of opportunity for us to get to be able to sell really competitive products, which I've always wanted to do. I feel like I kind of missed the boat with really competitive products. So stuff that's competitive on one marketplace may be wide open blue ocean on another. Yeah. it's, It's just, there's so much opportunity so much growth potential with Walmart. And um, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned and just the most exciting thing that I've come across with all the things. I mean, every time, and you know this because we're always analyzing stuff. Every time we go on there, we're like, wow, this is so exciting. This is just great opportunity for everyone. I mean, every single time. We were filming some content yesterday and kind of live screen sharing. And we were noticing things we've never seen before, like <laughs> even yesterday. And yeah. it's not just playing fall leader. They're actually doing some pretty innovative things. Like yesterday, we talked a lot about the ability to add to your cart without actually mm-hmm. going to listings. So when you go yeah. to search results and you pull up all the garlic presses, you can add to cart or you can open to variations. Yeah. There's some pretty neat stuff that they're doing uh, in that regard. We also know that they are, we don't know exactly what it is, but they're rolling out more features. Like yeah. we do have to come back and talk a little bit about the things that are, I won't say lacking or negative, but but just honest truth is, you know, Walmart isn't as robust with all the features as some other marketplaces are. Yeah. They don't have all the bells and whistles yet. They're a few years behind. It's coming. So like um, enhanced brand content or DSP ads and it's some of this rich, rich media, media they call yeah. it. You used to be able to host it on an external platform or external server, I should say. And it was viewable on Walmart. And that disappeared like, I don't know, a few, month ago. It was a month ago, yeah, month, I think. A month and a yeah. half ago, something like that. It just disappeared. And we anticipate that they're building that internally and we're going to see some cool stuff but literally every day something new comes out with walmart and they just keep growing and they just keep yeah they and they have storefronts too for big brands currently and i think they might be rolling that out for third-party sellers eventually and there's just a lot of really great stuff yeah so again going back to kind of the premise of this episode is just giving a very high level overview of like what is walmart what are they doing what's going on in the ecosystem and it's for the purpose of figuring out, like, what's next? What are you going to focus on? And for a lot of people, I tell, you know, in my coaching group or whatever, I tell them, hey, you don't have to always do something new. Yeah. Like, work on your products. Keep selling where you are. If you've got a Shopify site, focus on that. If you're running funnels through social media, keep focusing on that. If you're selling on a different marketplace, keep focusing on that. But if you are ready to say, mm, I'm ready to tackle something else, and you're already a marketplace seller, the lift, the education that you have to gain, the experience, the the kind of complexity is reduced if you go from one marketplace like Amazon to the next marketplace like Walmart. It's a fairly simple transition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it- well, and I just don't think there's anything that it's going to cost you other than just time and effort, which I know for some people might be a lot, but it's just it's so worth it for the long. If you look at the long term potential, just getting these listings up. Now let's talk about know? sales volume, though. So yeah. you're saying it's worth it. Is yeah. it actually worth it? Like, am I going to be able to double my sales overnight on Walmart? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what the product is, you know, because there are some products on there that are in high demand and they really have barely any competition. Things that are completely saturated on yeah. Amazon that are wide open. You also have to know, you know, you know, if you are going to put up a listing, you should know how to optimize the listing. So because we have come across 
in our analysis, a lot of listings that are not maybe in the right product category or they don't have... They were copy and pasted. They're copy and pasted from Amazon. And so you want to f- focus on you know more general keywords. You can actually rank for high search volume general keywords. So if you have that in mind and you know that you want to put some effort into understanding the Walmart algorithm, then I think there's a lot of opportunity there. But then also just for some products, even if they don't have as much demand on Walmart, you're setting yourself up you know, to be at the top of the search you know, before everyone else gets in there. And so you, the more established you are in general in e-commerce, you're going to be, you know, towards the top. But, um, and then also you'll have more experience with Walmart. And so as things change, you'll already be an expert. So there's just a lot of benefits yeah. to, to, to going over there now. And I just think that um, you really aren't going to lose anything. You yeah, know. I don't. I don't think there's a loss. It doesn't no. take a whole lot of inventory allocated, or a whole lot of time. You've already got most of your assets. You've got your yeah. business entity set up. It's, but the potential upside's massive. Like yeah. How many people wish they could go back to 2014 and have loaded yeah. or 2013 and loaded up Amazon? Yeah. Well, what if you know Walmart could disappear in you know a year and it's irrelevant? I don't think that's going to happen. No. But what if Walmart becomes the next Amazon or if Walmart overtakes Amazon? You know, well, especially with fulfillment. The way that they're, yep. you know, able just to scale able to scale that and they're quick and they're focused on solving the issue of, you know, fulfilling quickly, that will beat out these other marketplaces that are really struggling to, I mean, they've been struggling for, what, a year and a half to get things up and running as quickly as they were before. So I just feel like uh, Walmart's definitely positioning themselves to be the leader in getting things quickly to people. And we, we're all still spoiled. We want things right away sometimes, or we want it um, in two days. So if you can literally just pick it up at the Walmart store, or you can have somebody local, like you said, deliver it. I mean, that's huge. So, yeah. So hopefully we've given you guys some good information. Look, if you want more specific information about Walmart, there's a ton of resources. Um, I'm here in the Helium 10 office. So of course we have to give shameless (laughs) shout out and promotion to Helium 10, not just for building the tools that we needed to have, but also for uh, giving us continued content. And that's what Carrie really leads the charge on. There's a big team here that support her and support that cause, but Carrie is the uh, the front runner on that and the foremost expert, and there's tons of information to be had there. Um, we also talk a lot about Walmart over at uh, the Private Label Legion and selling on walmart.com, and uh, lots of good information there yeah. as well. So any other final thoughts before we, before we roll out? Um, my final encouragement or thought is just uh, check it out and don't write it off because I kind of I think I kind of wrote it off in the past and uh, just get in there get going and you won't be sorry. At least we don't think you'll be sorry. We don't think you'll be sorry. We don't we're, think you'll be sorry. We're just I just want to encourage. We're pretty confident. To, yeah. yeah, I mean once they start seeing what we've seen, they're gonna just be like giddy like we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I wish we could talk about uh, this project we're working on right now because. <laughs> Yesterday I was bouncing up and out of my uh, out of my chair, just excited at some of the stuff. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening. As I always ask, please leave a review on iTunes or on Spotify, or uh, smash that like button, that thumbs up button on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this. If you've got anybody in masterminds or in coaching programs or in your community in general that would benefit from hearing some of this information, please make sure to share it because we'd love for them to uh, to be able to understand some of the the things that we like to share on this episode. And we'll see you guys on the next one.